0: Welcome to the TBE Richmond Podcast. I'm Rabbi Michael Knopf. On this feed, you'll hear sermons, teachings, music, conversations with guests, and so much more from us here at Temple Beth-El in Richmond, Virginia. Thanks for learning and growing with us.
1: Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Um, I personally am very happy to be here. Uh, it's been a while since I've been in person, so I am very happy to see us faces. Um, this morning my devar has got to be one of the most meaningful and personal to me um if you've read the the parsha you're asking probably why um this week's parsha is about animal sacrifices and sin i mean what could be possibly so riveting about that Um, but this is why it stands out to me Um, i'm actually not going to focus on these dry topics so much um so it may, may thank me or not um But instead, I want to expand on a few simple things that will, in the end, come full circle to current events, personally and globally. For instance, what is a sacrifice? What is in a name? And what is the significance of a name to God? And in the spirit of upcoming celebration of Purim, Queen Esther and how she relates to it all. According to Merriam-Webster, sacrifice means to suffer a loss of something of value, give up, renounce. Injure or destroy, especially for an ideal, a belief, or an ultimate end. In truth, the term sacrifice comes from the Latin word meaning to make something holy. And its most Hebrew equivalent word is korban. But um, the word and acts of sacrifice in Torah surfaces countless times. Just in this week's Parsha alone, we are introduced to five different ones the burnt offering, the meal offering, sacrifice of well-being, sin offering, and penalty offering. While most will define sacrifice as a physical act of slaughtering either an animal or human to a deity at an altar, it can manifest in a multitude of ways. Yes, Abraham was to sacrifice Isaac, a physical sacrifice. However, Moses sacrificed his prestigious and exorbitantly wealthy, comfortable life and status within the Pharaoh's house, material and personal comforts, for su- suffering with the Hebrews and lived decades in these less-than-glorious living conditions in the wilderness with a group of untrusting people. And Jacob sacrificed over seven years of his life, so time, and servitude to Laban in order to win his chance with Rachel. So there is more than a physicality to sacrifice. So when someone gives of themselves with positive intentions, I personally believe this is to be one of the most revered sacrifices. But let me pause there for a moment to discuss another topic. Names. What is a name, or better yet, what is in a name, and what does a a name define us? A general definition of a name is a word or group of words indicating the identity of a person. They carry deep personal, cultural, familial, and historical connections. They give us a sense of who we are, the communities in which we belong, and our place in the world. A name is the essence of being. truly being who we are, what is a name significant but is a name significant to God? I personally think so. A name given by God is a name that will lead us to God's promises, if you will. God changed Abram's name to Abraham, Sarah's to Sarah, Jacob's to Israel. Through those names, God gave us new beginnings, new hopes, new blessings, and new life. In short, a name is a prayer. However, a name does not define us as individuals nor as communities. What defines us are our actions. So, how does sacrifice and names connect? In a few days, we will be observing the tradition of Purim, which has been going on for generations and over a multitude of sorry, going on for centuries and over a multitude of generations. While Esther is one of the few books in the Tanakh that does not mention God. Um, and some would even say it's a comic bedtime story. It was, however, historically recorded that Jews celebrate the significance of Purim. In the book of Esther, chapter 9, verse 27, Mordecai agreed that Jews took it on themselves to establish the custom that they and their descendants and all who join them should without fail observe these two days every year in the way prescribed and at the time appointed. These days should be remembered and observed in every generation by every family in every province and in every city and these days of firm should never fail to be celebrated by jews nor should be nor should the memory of these days die out among our descendants while some believe the book of esther was filled with frivolity and was light-hearted or whether or not the tale was historically accurate i see sacrifice in many forms esther's name Given name was not Esther, Hadassah was. Every time I read the story of Esther, when she changed her name, her request of Mordecai, I always ask how God would perceive this. Would He feel disrespected because she hides her Jewish culture, or did He allow it because of what was going to happen? I've come to believe that sometimes God seems to be silent. We, we might even think that He does not care about us. The writer of the book of Esther probably wanted their readers to realize that God is always in control. Although we cannot see God, he is always doing things in the world and that God is truly alive when we live Jewish values. Esther sacrificed her name and hid her true self to do the work of God in order to save his people from from Haman. Without the sacrifice she made, for there are many, some of us may not even be here today. So while Esther may have then her new or more Persian-sounding name, it did not define her. She was still Hadassah. She was still a Jew, and she never relented or gave power to Haman and his anti-Semitic bullies. We put her, she put herself in danger and could have easily been executed when going before the king and summoned. Today, on a global stage, we see the same type of bravery in the Ukrainian people, as well as those who are fighting covid The President Zelensky almost embodies Esther spirit in his choice to not flee, but stand with his people. The patriotism of the Ukrainian people gives strength to other nations that do the right thing, even when that may result in the loss of homes, lands, and unfortunately innocent lives. The Ukrainians are being resilient and standing against Russia who is oppressing them, standing up for their country, their name, their culture, and the right to live very much like Hadassah and the people of Israel did against Haman and his anti-Semitic followers, and even the Hebrews that escaped Egypt fighting themselves while trying to find their place in the world with God, hence the Parsha discussing sacrifices to atone for the sins as they learn what God demands. In the last few months, I have personally come to understand and made aware that a name ties you to a family, whether biological or adoptive and it can be used to leave a legacy. Wholeheartedly giving myself to Temple Bethel, taking on a new name, Hadassah, because if you can't tell, she is my biblical superhero. And what we stand for as Jews are stepping stones to the legacy I want to live for my future children and grandchildren. This is us literally living the eternal words of the by showing that we love the Lord with all our minds, with all our strength, and with all our hearts, and that we teach them faithfully to our children and speak of them in our homes when we lie down and when we wake up.
0: This has been the TBE Richmond podcast. Once again, I'm Rabbi Michael Knopf. On behalf of all of us here at Temple Beth El in Richmond, Virginia, thanks for listening. I hope this episode was uplifting and enriching. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this feed wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. Please rate and review us so others will have an easier time joining the conversation. Our theme music is composed and produced by Stephen Frost. Learn more about our dynamic, warm, and passionate congregation affiliated with the United Synagogue of Conservative Judaism at www.bethelrichmond.org. Until next time, shalom y'all.